I'm Brian Gottstein, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Tuesday, February 6th. Here are today's headlines. Former President Donald Trump blasted a decision Tuesday from a three-judge panel of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. The court ruled that Trump isn't immune to criminal prosecution for questioning the results of the 2020 election. If immunity isn't granted to a president, every future president who leaves office will be immediately indicted by the opposing party, Trump campaign spokesman Stephen Chung said, according to Newsmax. He said, President Trump respectfully disagrees with the D.C. Circuit's decision and will appeal it in order to safeguard the presidency and the Constitution. In a 57-page opinion, the court argued that executive immunity no longer protects Trump. The panel said that former President Trump has become citizen Trump with all the defenses of any other criminal defendant. It said that any executive immunity that may have protected him while he served as president no longer protects him against this prosecution. If Trump continues to challenge the decision, the next step would be an appeal to the Supreme Court. President Joe Biden urged Congress in a video address on Tuesday to pass the Senate immigration bill that includes $118 billion in foreign aid for Ukraine and Israel. He attacked former President Donald Trump and Republicans for opposing the bill. For much too long, as you all know, the immigration system has been broken. And it's long past time to fix it. That's why months ago I instructed my team to begin negotiations with a bipartisan group of senators to seriously and finally fix our immigration system. For months now, that's what they've done. Working around the clock, through the holidays, over the weekends, it's been an extraordinary effort by Senators Lankford, Murphy, and Sinema. The result of all this hard work is a bipartisan agreement that represents the most fair, humane reforms in our immigration system in a long time, and the toughest set of reforms to secure the border ever. Now. All indications are this bill won't even move forward to the Senate floor. Why? A simple reason. Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump thinks it's bad for him politically. Therefore, he doesn't even know it helps the, the, the country. He's not for it. He'd rather weaponize this issue than actually solve it. So for the last 24 hours, he's done nothing, I'm told, but reach out to Republicans in the House and the Senate and threaten them and try to intimidate them to vote against this proposal. In his address, Biden called the legislation the most fair, humane reforms in our immigration system in a long time and the toughest set of reforms to secure the border ever. He later said that every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border isn't secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. The Senate bill has been blasted by critics for being insufficient when it comes to stopping the flow of illegal immigration. Critics have charged that Biden and his administration caused the border crisis, and they say that he doesn't need a new law from Congress to end it. They say he could simply reverse the open border policies his administration has instituted. House Speaker Mike Johnson said on X, This bill is even worse than what we expected and won't come close to ending the border catastrophe the president's created. As the lead Democrat negotiator proclaimed, under this legislation, the border never closes. Trump also had caustic words for the legislation on Truth Social. 
He said, only a fool or a radical left Democrat would vote for this horrendous border bill, which only gives shutdown authority after 5,000 encounters a day, when we already have the right to close the border now, which must be done. He said the bill is a great gift to the Democrats and a death wish for the Republican Party. Amazon yielded to pressure from the Biden White House to suppress books on its website that opposed COVID-19 vaccines, according to documents reviewed by the Daily Signal. The House Judiciary Committee obtained the emails, which demonstrate the White House's pressure on Amazon to suppress what the emails call anti-vax books. The emails also show the company's decision to take action against the books. In March 2021, Amazon employees strategized for a meeting with the White House, wondering whether the administration wanted them to remove the books from Amazon's online catalog. Is the administration asking us to remove the books, or are they more concerned about search results or order, or both, one employee wrote. Andrew Slavitt, then a senior advisor on Biden's COVID-19 response team, had asked, Who can we talk to about the high levels of propaganda and misinformation and disinformation on Amazon? Slavitt gained notoriety when Elon Musk released Twitter's internal files in 2022 and 2023 after he purchased the company. Slavitt appears to have repeatedly pressured Twitter and other social media companies to suppress opposition to COVID-19 vaccines. Amazon decided that the company would not do a, quote, manual intervention, noting that a move against the books expressing hesitancy on COVID-19 vaccines might undermine the company. According to the release documents, Amazon instead decided to change its algorithm to avoid promoting the anti-vax books after its meeting with the White House. Country singer Toby Keith died Monday at the age of 62. He had stomach cancer. A statement said that he died surrounded by his family. The legendary music star is known for popular songs such as Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, Should Have Been a Cowboy, and Made in America. He wrote and sang a wide range of music that often focused on patriotic themes. Keith was born in Oklahoma in 1962. He played semi-pro football and worked in the oil fields before his career in music took off with the band Easy Money in 1993. His debut single, Should Have Been a Cowboy, hit the top of the hot country charts in 1993. According to his official website, he sold more than 40 million records and had 42 top 10 hits on Billboard's country chart, including 20 that reached number one. Keith was married to Tricia Lucas for more than 40 years and had three children. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts, and help us to reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.